Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. Joe gets a retirement shortened three-day work week. I'm that's right, I a, do, don't I? All yeah. right, so that's that's good. I'm going to work a six-day work <laughs> week, not really a holiday. Now, I got to anchor yesterday, so that was fun, and uh, I'll be in on Saturday morning also prior to oh, the uh, boy, activities. You're, you're actually working all these uh, <laughs> Well, I'm on vacation <laughs> next week, so I like to uh, get some work done before we get out of here. So. so, in other words, before you can take your vacation, they make you work like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> they make me work like a dog. Um, I choose. The corporate they. Not yeah, I know. <laughs> I volunteer. Um, I unlock the door in the morning and come in voluntarily every day. <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> and so. you don't even want paid for it, right? Well, <laughs> it's uh, that's not, the, as uh, Roger Hedden Sr. once said, that's not the excuse we're using, but uh, I'll take it. <laughs> he, we asked him one time about uh, if the radio station always makes a, prof- a profit <laughs> as a business, and he said, well, that's not the excuse that we use, but sometimes it <laughs> sometimes does. Sometimes happens, right. Something <laughs> like that, you know, great, great, great quote. You know, Roger always had a fantastic so. sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> so. But anyway, yeah, and speaking of uh, legacies, Bob Buner Jr. died. Guy's been on this show uh, probably a dozen times. Uh, More than that, I Talking about the Ray Greekar investigation and just all things legal. You could turn to him. Even if he didn't know about it, he'd bone up on it just to, so that he, he could talk on our show. So. I like to kid Bob about being our senior legal correspondent. He really was. <laughs> 69. Well, I didn't well, mean yeah. in terms of age. I just meant in terms of longevity doing coming doing on this, this program. Yeah, 20-some years. Now, Bob is so. a great guy. I got to really know him over the years working on some stuff I did for the Bar Association. And uh, he he's one of those guys that always make common sense when you talk to him. He, and he always had sound advice. If you ask him for some help or some comments, he'd always give them to you. And they were always worth hearing. Well, I didn't like what he told us. You didn't? No, he would say like the <laughs> stuff like the mask mandate is legal and the governor has the authority to shut down businesses. And, uh, uh, th- th- just well, he doesn't make the laws. He right. interpreted them. <laughs> I know, but I didn't like his interpretation sometimes. No, I'm just harassing him. But, uh, yeah, Bob Buner Jr. died uh, age 69 Friday. Real shock to a lot of folks. Uh, he had battled some illness in recent years, but uh, for the most part had overcome that. So, uh, But I guess, uh, yeah, so that's tough news. A memorial service, a celebration of life. Boy, and I was just thinking, what? how do you celebrate Bob's life? He was just so active and eager and interested and uh, wanted to be part of everything. He was on Sunrise sometimes and Steve Jones' show and our show. I particularly got a so. kick out of his, con- his ties with uh, New Zealand. Um, mm. He put posted a thing on Facebook I was fascinated by, a thing called a haku. I think that's how you pronounce it. And it's done as a mark of respect in the New Zealand Aboriginal culture. And they had it for this uh, professor who was retiring, a teacher who was retiring. 
And um, Bob posted that, and I, I was just fascinated by it. I mean, hmm. a lot of the things he posted were always like fascinating. Like a salute kind of thing? Yeah. Now, if you've never seen it, look it up. Well, haku for Bob Buhner Jr. Here, we're going to miss him. And, he, uh, he certainly would deserve one, and I think he'd be honored if one was given to him. But I don't think we can bring all those people in from New Zealand in time for the. <laughs> <laughs> well, he would give you the whole backstory. I believe his story starts in New Zealand when he was an exchange student. For Rotary. For yep. Rotary, mm-hmm. okay. And uh, but but rather than visit and then maybe exchange postcards afterward, uh, he visited and his new family in New Zealand visited here occasionally. So he kept kept that going. But that's the way he was, kind of thought. No, thought, an Eagle Scout. I mean, Bob Bob just did it all. Thought big when it came to uh, fun he and He crammed more into 69 years than most of us do in 99. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well said. All right, so we can, if you have a, an observation or something you wish to say about Bob, feel free to send us a note or give us a buzz. Uh, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Our program sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Family-owned dealership since 1915. They got two locations, 4th Street, Sunbury, and that's where the Fords and the Hyundais are stored. And the Kias are over on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And I'll tell you what, they're selling a bunch of them as fast as they can get them in. Uh, Ernie and Austin and Alphonse are doing the work to keep those Kias going. I just saw a new Kia Telluride with the sunroof over the weekend. It's like a two-tone metallic faded paint. It's kind of hard to, like it starts out dark at the top and slightly lighter at the bottom. I had never seen that, but just a fabulous looking vehicle. And Consumer Reports gives it like 99 out of 100. It's just the best vehicle uh, that you can get right now. Kia Telluride. So check that out at the Kia dealership on Routes 11 and 15. Do as I've done. I went to the Quick Lane yesterday on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They gave me another inspection sticker to put in the front of my truck. So we did that, got that done. So we stuck that on there. On a holiday? Uh, No, this was Saturday morning. You said yesterday. Oh, did I? Okay, yeah, it was Saturday morning. But thought maybe you broke in and stole one. <laughs> that quickly. <laughs> now, they, I don't think they were open uh, yesterday, but the tow trucks were out make, in case anybody needed that. Uh, Monday through Friday is the quick lane hour, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Find them on the web at sunburymotors.com. So speaking of attorneys, you had Cliff Readers on the program mm-hmm. on Friday, and I didn't get to hear him. What did he have to say about Texas's law? Well, if I could summarize here accurately, and I doubt that I can, uh, he did say that this is completely untested by the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, what the court did was examine whether the individuals who were filing an emergency appeal in federal courts had standing or not. And it turns out they did not, that it would have to be a citizen who would f- seek an emergency injunction. And they had not done so. No citizens had done so. And because of this uh, system where they're using the civil courts to try to block abortion, uh, that uh, as the law was written, as was the intention, was to make sure that just the normal stakeholders couldn't weigh in and, and block the uh, law before it took effect. The law took effect without, but not without, uh, it didn't have any Supreme Court scrutiny of the content of the law, just whether an emergency injunction had the right plaintiff. And apparently the court said no. And a Texas judge blocked it for a short time, but then it went back into effect. For So it is in effect today. And it's... Uh, uh, desired effect on the abortion industry is happening right uh, now. It's um, well, yeah, I guess it is. 
I think it's a stretch, to be honest with you. I mean, as I, you know, you and I both are not wild about abortion, uh, but I think this law goes a little far in creating a situation where someone can actually profit by filing criminal charges against another person. It seems to me that that's not the way we run things in this country. Well, but if you and I thought like the zealots who are pro-life and really have this as part of their mindset to fight abortion under any circumstances uh, with absolutely positively everything you got, this is something that's sort of been around the back of their toolbox, kind of strapped on that you don't use it often. And so they get this big hammer out and it's citizen lawsuits. And so, I mean, you know, you and I kind of have a different thing. We don't favor abortion, but we certainly understand that in the, it, thanks to the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, you know, only 40 short years ago, uh, women do have a right to get an abortion. And that's perfectly appropriate in the U.S. that they do so under the current law or under, yeah, under current U.S. law. Um, but folks who are pro-life have just decided, you know, what have always said, what can we do to stop this? Can we protest? Can we try to counsel women when they go in? Can we uh, pack the court with conservatives, right. you know, well, even you know, elect a person who's anathema to their moral standing named Donald Trump because they knew a lot of people talked about this in 2016. We kind of lost the conversation, but in 2016 it was about, well, think of the U.S. Supreme Court. But the problem is we're, we're demonizing people on the other side of this, and, and I, it's easy to do. If you believe that a human life is being taken, it's very easy to demonize the person who takes it, especially an unborn child, what potential you may have robbed another Einstein, another uh, Paderewski. Who's being demonized here? the people who disagree with you on each side. In other words, I, I so think... So it deepens the existing... It divide. does, but I mean, stop and th take a look at, at the situation for a moment. This is kind of a moral, religious issue for a lot of people who favor uh, limiting the right or uh, to abortion. On the other side, it's a, it's a personal freedom matter, I guess, if you will. But here's what bothers me. The, the, well, let me give you an example of the demonization. I saw a picture of a Welcome to Texas sign, and underneath it was uh, the um, character from um, Handmaiden's Tale. I don't know whether you're familiar with The Handmaiden's Tale, but it involves a place where women are uh, religiously subjected to the, if you will, Old Testament values where they are um, held to be nothing more than something to well, reproduce their, a their child. property. Right, their property, right. So I, I don't think that's the case in Texas. In other words, neither side is willing to admit that the other side has a valid or legitimate point of view. And I can understand, as much as I'm opposed to abortion, I can understand that there are some times and some circumstances where a woman should not be required to give birth to a child that I won't say is inconvenient because that's where I disagree, but where, where there are circumstances that make it undesirable uh, for her to have the child personally. Not the child. Obviously, the child loses a lot by being aborted. It's not going to grow. It's not going to mature. It's not going to become a person. But I, I think there's got to be some kind of exception, some kind of carve-out that says there are certain circumstances where a woman is entitled to an abortion. Is she entitled to it because it's Tuesday and she wants one? No, I don't think so. I, I think we have to think long and hard as a society before we allow any human life to be taken. And that includes, and I'll, I'll agree, you know, you always get back to me and say, well, yeah, but you favor the death penalty. I do, but not without lots of safeguards and not without making certain that the person who is being uh, condemned, if you will, 
uh, actually deserves it. Well, and I think what has happened is uh, for women, and we heard from a few, and we had an impassioned call that was highly informed and just fantastic to hear from on Friday, Cindy, talking about the fact that this is a health care decision for women, and that if you don't see it as a health care decision for women, that's fine. That is your prerogative. There's no, uh, you know, you can certainly layer onto it anything you wish, but it all boils to the, down to the fact that it is a health care decision for women. This is a health care discussion. This is politicians, a bunch of old white politicians from Texas going into the examining room with a woman and her physician and saying, okay, well, here, you can do whatever you want here, but here's a set of guideline behaviors, and you have to stay in full compliance with this if this woman's going to get the health care uh, choices that she chooses. I did so, see one funny thing that you might enjoy. Okay. It was a group of dogs sitting around a conference table, and the dog presiding said, this meeting of the Feline Health Association will now come to order. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, if, if, you, if you're ever concerned, or if you ever have any questions, just ask a bunch of old white guys sitting around the but table, you know and they can, they can solve the, these on issues. On the surface, that's unfair, because let's, let's face it. There are people who are deeply grieved. You and I have argued the death penalty from time to time, and you always come down to me. You're very much opposed to it. I believe it has its place in society under certain circumstances. But, you know, you, you, ha you approach it on a moralistic ground, right, that your teaching and your training teaches you that morally that's not a good thing to do. All right, my, maybe I'm equivocating, but I find that there's a reason for it, and maybe it makes sense in certain cases. I just think it's uncivilized. I don't really think. I don't okay. really. I'm not deep enough so to have. So isn't any taking all right? If you're going to if you're going to use that argument, isn't it uncivilized to reach inside a woman's body and terminate a human life? Well, I think it isn't a human life yet, and therein lies the argument. And it is the woman's human life who is the decider of these things. This body isn't breathing. It isn't. Uh, you know, it isn't thinking. It doesn't have, has, isn't making any decisions on its own yet. It's not a viable child, you know, if it were born at one month without uh, a full, you know, coming to coming any farther in its gestation, it wouldn't be s sustainable. And so uh, this is a, uh, this is something that is forming in the woman. I think one person called it a uh, parasite in the in our bodies. Well, there's you know, one way by to look definition. At it. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't use that word, but I'm just saying that this is fully dependent, and this is the woman's decision. Are you not also a, child. a parasite when you're one year old and you can't fend for yourself. You need to be fed. You need to have your diaper changed. <laughs> I'd certainly say that's a definition of parasitic. Well, uh, no, I don't think uh, I don't think you're any attached any further to any kind of a, another human being. You are, certainly are dependent on a parent, but you're not. You're no longer physically embellished to it. So, uh, I, but anyway, all the way back around to this. This is a woman's health care choice that she should be able to make, and that's what uh, Under U.S. Any and all circumstances. This is what U.S. law has has upheld and, and is her prerogative. As you pointed out in the beginning of our discussion, I don't agree with it, but you know that's what U.S. law allows, and a, and a woman should be given that opportunity to make her health care decisions herself. And this law is clearly onerous and decided, you know, obviously designed to set, send a big message in as much as it is to, uh, of course, outlaw abortion for all practical purposes.
services. But the fact of the matter is, if only because the way it's set up or because it's so limiting, it won't be sustainable in the court. And, of course, it's also, you know, you you hate packing the court. What if we, if, if you felt so strongly about uh, pro-choice that packing the court became an option? Would that be, you know, would that be a good idea? This was that, a five-to-four decision. That's exactly the decision. point I was trying to make, that, you know, we're going to keep beating each other over the head with laws on one side or the other, depending on who's in power. That's why I think it's imperative that we find, and I guess we'll never do it, but some sort of middle ground that we can all agree on. And then after that, you know, if the Constitution says it's state by state, uh, that these things, what's not specifically delegated to the federal government, is for the state to decide. So if Texas decides to have a law that says no abortions, isn't that Texas's right? If the majority of people in Texas, through their elected officials, support that, isn't that okay under our Constitution? Conversely, if another state decides unlimited abortion is okay in our state, and their citizens support that, isn't that permitted under our Constitution? Why do we have to, the people who are in the state of Texas, have to start filing lawsuits to get them to change their law? Well, and in then the we'd, US, get a, we'd be upset if the people on the other side did the same thing in another state. In the U.S., the tail wags the dog. You know, it is uh, individuals who are in the minority get to make the decisions. Most people favor abortion, but individuals who are pro life get to outlaw it. I, or, I don't or think or that's make it true. As difficult. I, I don't remember the numbers, but I don't think most people do favor unrestricted abortion. Okay, well, you you go ahead and fact check that. But that's <laughs> re- regardless, this is the individuals who are the pro life folks get to decide what everybody else gets to do in Texas. And, you know, oh, well, so they, that's they, not ideal. They made either. that decision. If. If that decision is wrong and it doesn't reflect the will of the people, what is the logical thing to do? Turn the people who voted for it out of office at the next election. Isn't that the way we do things in this country? Instead of trying to pack the Supreme Court, overturn laws, throw out precedents, isn't doesn't it make more sense to vote for people who will do something differently? Nancy Pelosi's talked about this law she wants to have that makes it illegal to restrict abortions in the United States. If they codify Roe versus Wade, and that's what they're talking about doing, then I would think that would be the logical answer where the majority of people in the United States, if they support it, their elected officials go home and make the case, say, I'm for this law or I'm opposed to this law, and enough people get voted in to make the change, isn't that what this country is about? 1-800-795-9565. Join our conversation. We would love to hear from you. We are talking about the nuances of the law, whether the public's majority who favors abortion should be a deciding factor or any factor. Is this just a uh, another example where some smart uh, people in government say they know what's best for us, so they decide? We had our governor do that in Pennsylvania, decide that uh, masking is ideal. So in uh, rural Sullivan County, where there is a case of COVID-19. Well, there is a case now. Uh, yes, hundreds of students at the Sullivan County School District are wearing masks today because uh, the governor said, you know, this is an important thing. You you should do this. So uh, is that um, is that the way we should govern ourselves or is that appropriate? We elect good people. They make good decisions. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarket at the KOK.com.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Back oh. to topic. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, we won't belittle or prolong belabor. this unnecessary belabor. Yes. But I thought you might find this interesting. The Salem-based Satanic Temple is the newest group to battle the Texas abortion law as they cite religious freedom to help women skirt the most restrictive abortion law in the nation. The Satanic Temple is arguing that women should be able to take an abortion-inducing drug as an expression of religious freedom within the first 24 weeks of pregnancy. The new Texas law law bans abortions after six weeks. In the wake of the new law last week, a lawyer for the Massachusetts-based Satanic Temple sent a letter to the FDA to request that the church be allowed to access without prescription to the abortion-inducing drugs um, mif- and my fa- my fa- well, the abortion-inducing drugs. All right. As part of the sacramental abortion ritual. So apparently the Satanists have a sacramental abortion ritual. That I didn't know. Well, this isn't sealing the deal for anybody. <laughs> well, I mean, between the Justice Department and the Satanic Temple, well, oh, help is on the way. Well, Justice Department, I, I can see why they might weigh in on it, but um, the Satanic Temple. All right, we've got one call coming in. We'll but this take... is funny. They, they, they said, I am sure that Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who famously spends a good deal of his time composing press releases about religious liberty issues in other states, will be proud to see that Texas's robust religious liberty laws, which he so vociferously champions, will prevent future abortion rituals from being interrupted by superfluous government restrictions meant only to shame and harass those seeking an abortion. Mm. That's from Le- Lucian Graves, the co-founder of the satanic temple. Right. So now we know where the Satanists weigh in here. <laughs> <laughs> so is that, a, is that a thing? The satanic Satan temple? worship? Well, I guess it is. It oh, do they have a building? Yes, they have a satanic temple. Okay. It's in, uh, where is it? Uh, da, 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 da. It says here where it is. Uh, in Massachusetts. So that's it. And now we have Mike on the phone. Mike, you're on the mark. Hey, good morning, man. Uh, generally, the abortion is a topic that I don't talk about on talk radio, and, and I don't want to talk about my position on it or anything like that. But I, I do want to say this discussion is really missing the point. Uh, you know, you talk about, you use the words like the most restrictive. Well, the reality is, if you look back in the state of Pennsylvania when uh, Bob Casey Sr. was the governor, he had what many people believe, and, and I think the mainstream believed, was a very reasonable uh, approach to abro- abortion. 
Okay, I believe it, it had something to do with a two or three day waiting period. Okay, you went, you decide you want an abortion. You went in, you talked to a, uh, a counselor, and you had a cooling off period to consider the decision that you made. And if you still stuck with it, you had an abortion. Now that that is a summary. I don't know if it's exactly true. Probably you guys know better than I do. But in the reality, that was a, an accepted thing. And at the end of the day, if you want an abortion, you still got it. But the reality, in my mind, is this. Anything that doesn't say abortion on the demand for any reason at any time to any person for the Democrats is not satisfactory, and they will fight it to their death. Well, that, that is certainly the position many people on the left take with respect to this issue. But, but That's correct, but I mean, that is the mainstream or, or let's put it this way, that is the official stance of the Democrat Party. And, and there's nothing that's going to change that, okay? That is, that's where they're at. And as long as they're in power, as long as they control the courts, as long as they uh, control the, the feeder system to the courts, that's the way it's going to be. Well, in the end, the Supreme Court will make the decision. I suppose if they don't like it, they'll be moving to pack the court again. But, you know, that's such a dangerous precedent. That's what I said earlier. If we're going to keep beating each other over the head with laws in this country on this issue, we're never going to get anywhere because the minute the Republicans are in power, there'll be restrictive abortion laws. The minute the other party's in power, they'll be taken off. If we pack the court now, then the next president will pack it with more Republicans. More Republicans, right. So, I mean, it, it, let's face it, everybody who, everything that we've done in this country that gave one side a partisan advantage has eventually come back to bite the other side in the posterior. Yeah, and, and I don't know that there's anything wrong with that either. You know, it's called the correction, course correction. And then the, la the last thing I want to say is one of you two made a, a comment about you know, one state has abortion and another state doesn't and all that. Well, you know, you have states that have extremely high property taxes, others have low. Others have high income taxes, others have low. Other, you know, there's variations between states. So if you want to live in a state that has abortion on demand, a lot of people are going to move there. And if it's abortion on demand, a lot of other uh, people will, you know, they, they may move, you know. So people in this country, that is the beauty that we still have choice. We have choices what to do with, you know, our life, our money, and, and all that. But to me, the bottom line is we have a Democrat party that wants to control every choice that you make eventually. Well, I think you're, you've got a good point, and I, that was, I was the one that made that argument, and I believe that's the case. The states have the right to make these decisions, and we have the right to move from state to state if we choose. I don't think Democrats want to control your choice. They just want you to have a choice. Republicans want to decide for you. Do it our way or not at all. Democrats say no. Choose. That's the way to that's go. That's the same thing in reverse, Mark. Is it? You're listening to WDK, okay, Sunbury? News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's across from me. It's the first day of Rosh Hashanah. It is September 7th, 2021. Day after Labor Day in the U.S. of A. Four-day work work, work week for a lot of folks uh, out and about today. So it is a Monday for many, many people. Today's the day that the most mail moves and the most telephone calls are made in the U.S. So there's some good trivia for you as uh, folks play catch up and kind of get the fall officially underway. We're going to do some news headlines here, but we invite you to call us. We've talked about Texas's uh, onerous abortion law that remains in effect, untested by the U.S. Supreme Court at this time. An emergency injunction didn't have the right uh, plaintiffs, I guess you'll call them, and so that uh, the uh, abo- the, uh, the uh, Texas law was able to go into effect without blockage from the U.S. Supreme Court. So that is happening. So that's a conversation that we can have. Plus, it's got that uh, aspect of it that uh, individuals use civil suits in order to uh, show they are personally or society is damaged by abortion. So that's highly unusual. 1-800-795-9565. If you wish to comment on that, you can do as one individual has done, and that's send us a text at on the mark at WKOK.com, and we'll read that on the air. We don't read your name. If you want to send us an anonymous text or email, feel free to do so, even though uh, our apparatus shows where it comes from. Don't put your name in the body of the email, and we won't read the name. So, And your secret is safe with us. What's sent to On the Mark stays on On the Mark. <laughs> and this broadcast, oh, no, no, not your name, though. All right, so On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open now 1-800-795-9565 you can email us at on the mark at wkok.com and text us at 70236 uh, just start up a text uh, if you've never texted us uh, make your first one uh, a text to 70236 with the words WKOK, and then we'll accept you as an individual with whom we can have conversations. And then when you send a text to On the Mark, include the keyword OTM so it uh, channels right to us. So 70236, include the keyword OTM first and then the rest of your message. And uh, we'll read your text message on the radio. Starting out with traffic, we were slow in Northumberland, Danville, and Lemoyne, and Camp Hill, and Sealands Grove this morning. Traffic wise, all are back to normal. With with just the usual delays there, so no significant delays. Also open now, Bowden Road in Rush Township, Northumberland County, and Stein Road in Montour County's Derry Township. So all of those roads that were at least impeded by heavy traffic or blocked now open. In remembrance of the September 11th attacks, Danville first responders and others will be hosting a Patriot Day parade this year. Parade steps off 3 p.m. this Saturday, starts on Mill Street at the Montour County Courthouse the service will immediately conclude at the Danville Memorial Park. Also elsewhere, a firefighter memorial walk and dedication will take place at the Southside Carnival Grounds this weekend. A noted attorney Cliff Readers was on the On the Mark program Friday saying that if the governor so chooses to mandate mask wearing in schools using an old public health law, The government absolutely can force it until the Supreme Court says otherwise. Right now, the police power of the governor under the current case law gives him that right under the statutory scheme we live under. 
And Cliff Reader says there's a case similar to this that was decided in 1905 during a smallpox outbreak when the government hoped that individuals who had developed smallpox would stay quarantined. Uh, readers did say this is the first time the law has been used to restrict the activities and movement of individuals who are presumed healthy and require them to wear a mask. As we discussed in our opening discussion, a former Montour County DA, Bob Junior Jr., active community member, died. Friday. He was 69 years old, a Montour County DA for 20 years. Very active in a wide range of endeavors. Uh, very zealously living life and making sure that he participated in many activities. A celebration of Bob's life will be held Friday, September 10th. U.S. Senator Pat Toomey is saying don't make the same mistake twice. In an interview with the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, the conservative U.S. Senator who's retiring next year says Republicans must not back Donald Trump as the Republican presidential nominee in 2024 because of his completely unaccessible, uh, I'm sorry, unacceptable effort to overturn his loss to Joe Biden after what happened, quote, after what happened post-2020 election, I think the president's behavior was completely unacceptable, so I don't think he should be the nominee to lead the party in 2024, Toomey said at a policy conference in Italy. Toomey was one of a handful of Republican senators to vote in favor of convicting Trump at his impeachment trial, a move that fell short of the two-thirds vote needed. A conviction would have barred the de facto leader of the GOP from running for the White House again. Of course, President Trump will, of course, be undeterred by this. And, uh, Joe, some uh, tough news out of Richmond, Virginia this week. Take a down statue, the statue of Confederate General... Yep, here you go. A statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee will be removed tomorrow in Richmond, Virginia. The 21-foot-tall, 40-foot-wide bronze monument has been up since 1890, but it got a lot of backlash following the death of George Floyd. Once it's taken down, Governor Ralph Northam says the statue will be placed in a secure storage facility as lawmakers figure out its final resting spot. It's the largest remaining Confederate statue in the U.S. Monica Ricks, CBS News. And finally, the NFL is going to allow players to wear social justice slogans on their helmets this oh, season. Oh, that's so good. Yes, I love that. <laughs> Won't right. be able to tell what team they're with, but it'll be so crowded with social justice statements. <laughs> Once again, the haves say that the have-nots should not be given the opportunity to speak. <laughs> yes, Joe, thank you. Uh, anyway, six details, de decals have been approved, including... Stop Hate and Black Lives Matter. The NFL will also stencil the slogans, It Takes All of Us and End Racism on the End Zones at every stadium. How about Blue Lives Matter? Is that approved? I don't think so. I don't, well, of course not. Have uh, police officers been oppressed for a couple of two, three, four centuries in more, the U.S.? More police officers have been killed this year so far than okay. it's on a record-setting record pace. So we have a legacy of hate against officers and oppression. And, and uh, how many officers have been lynched lately, would you say? You know there haven't been any lynched. Oh, okay. How so many black people have been lynched lately? Zero, as far as I know. Right. Well, how so many what's your been, point? How many have been lynched at all? A lot over the years. But what's the number? Many. I don't know what the oh, number Oh, Mr. History. Oh, that's true. You say you I don't know think black history. They don't, they don't, I don't think they've ever kept an accurate count of that. There's estimates. And they range... 
I, I haven't read one lately. I don't recall, but, you know, certainly I think thousands over right, the years. thousands, you're right, 100% right. Okay, so in any event, yes, I, I understand you like you know Blue Lives Matters, and I, I think that's definitely true. But do you have I, some problem with police officers, I, do you? No, I, if you think that the pushback against uh, overzealous, individual overzealous police officers is as big an issue as, you know, thousands of lynchings and forced sellers, you oh. know, four centuries of hate, then, hey, you go ahead and and put that on your helmet. Well, you know, we've defunded the police, and now we're trying to refund them because we're finding out that they're all that stands between us and chaos. (laughs) Well, yeah, defund police. I'm not sure that was a a good idea. I think adding And whose idea was that? Biden's trying to make it sound like it was Republicans, but it wasn't. It was the Democrats. Uh, President Biden said Republicans started the defund police movement? Well, through his... uh, mouthpiece, nope. Jen Psaki, <laughs> claiming that because they didn't vote for that uh, stimulus bill, that that's mm. why. Because you could have used the money to right, fund the police right, department. The, 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 you could have used the, it. It wasn't allocated for police. It's called the law of unnatural correlation. <laughs> so I get you. Okay. Well, in any event, the NFL is going to do this. Uh, I think it's perfectly well, I won't appropriate. Be watching. Well, that's true. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the haves don't what like what the have-nots no. are doing. What I don't like is I turn in a sports contest to to relax, to see something, uh, see my team, the Steelers. I'm a big Steelers fan. See the Steelers play. Mm-hmm. I don't turn in to have social justice rammed down my throat uh, right. because somebody on a football team believes that this is what they should be doing. I don't care what they do about social justice. Let them do it off the field on their own time <laughs> right. and let them let them make a difference in their communities if they're so big on this. I don't think putting a decal on your helmet is going to change the world. Joe, you yes? know that this isn't anti-white. You do know that, I, that right? I'm not anti-white, anti-black, or anti-anything. I'm just saying I don't <laughs> think that this is appropriate in sports. Right. This isn't what we paid our ticket money for. So you don't watch NASCAR either, but y- you would say that there are some messages on NASCAR drivers? Sure, commercial messages. Is that okay? Well, if we, I, I would be opposed to seeing the Pittsburgh Steelers with a Joe's Barbecue Pit Covered sign on their, their head uniform. By the decals. Although I think with politicians, I think it makes sense because we should know who's buying and paying for them. Right. So I lowered my uh, Pittsburgh Steelers Joe's barbecue helmet <laughs> a little bit lower and ran right into him because he <laughs> I wanted to stop him no matter what. All right. Well, you wh- know, the sports viewership has been declining, and this is part of the reason why. Right. Because of your intolerance. I got you. Not All because right. of my intolerance, but oh. because people don't expect to tune into a sports broadcast mm. to be politicized. I think your white fragility is showing again, Joe. All I right. think your insanity is showing again. <laughs> well, that could very It is Tuesday. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is your telephone number to call if you'd like to be on the radio. 1-800-795-9565, talking about the NFL wisely allowing social justice slogans to be on the helmets. Of Beep. The, Not. Uh, <laughs> the, therein lies the discussion. 1-800-795-9565. Last caller before a quickie break. Uh, Paul is on the line. Good morning, sir. Thank you so much for calling in. You're on the mark. Good morning. Um, mark, as far as you know, the airplanes uh, that are at that other airport over there in Afghanistan are still sitting on the ground. Is that true? I have no knowledge of the airplanes there. I know the U.S. Army said they disabled some by removal of computer chips. I think chips. he's talking about the ones that are supposed to be taking people out. I may be wrong. Oh, the grounded passenger flights. Yeah, the Taliban is not allowing that. We did see that on CBS today. Right. I have a proposal. I propose 
that if they will let the planes fly out, we will give them Joe Biden. That would solve two problems. Um, um, you know, they would get their freedom, and we could get rid of President Biden. And, of course, I'm, I'm saying that facetiously. <laughs> what they have to do, and, I mean, President Biden uh, uh, promised that we would do everything we can to get uh, Americans and uh, other people who helped us out. And um, what they have to do is pay ransom. Um, they have to send money over, like uh, Barack Obama got uh, deals that he got with the Iranians by sending pallets of money over, which hadn't been appropriated for that purpose, but somehow he found money that he could um, send over. And the other thing they did was they unfroze accounts uh, that uh, were being blocked, uh, here, you know, of the of Iranian money. And I understand there's... Uh, Afghan money that's being blocked, and the other thing is they could just simply steal money out of out of some other account of the military or something and send it over there to pay a ransom, and um, that's that's the only power that uh, Tony Blinken and all of these people have at this point with the with the Taliban, and uh, I, I I mean I think I, everybody who voted for Joe Biden, if you aren't ashamed of your vote yet. You ought to be that these people are sitting in airplanes and they can't get out of there, and uh, that's uh, that's uh, my comment for this morning. Yeah, you should be enjoying the same shame that Trump voters have for having sent him to the White House. Same thing. Well, I think if the planes are on the ground, you know, Jen Psaki did say over the weekend that the U.S has leverage. And it isn't just money, although that is a factor, but that the Taliban has an interest in having some standing in the free world. You know, whether it's to either do commercial sales of something or just to buy things, you know, if they're total pariah in, in the whole globe, uh, they're not going to be able to conduct business or do what they want to do. So well, Basically, they're living in the seventh century, so why should we, why should they care about international opinion? Is that happening? Okay, see, I I didn't realize that that had happened, that they had sent the country back that far. But I have not followed it closely. I did hear that CBS update today. But, well, uh, at any rate, this has been going on for several days. Somebody needs to get in action and do something for these Americans and the others that are there. That, that I mean, this cannot just sit. And if, if it was any other, if it was a Republican president, there would be all kinds of condemnation for the in failures of the federal government to do things for this Hurricane Ida, as well as these matters in Afghanistan, the southern border, whatever, whatever. The news media would go nuts over all these different issues, but because it's Joe Biden, he's a Democrat, then whatever he says is the thing that the media and so forth um, all goes, goes along with. But... Uh, uh, from my point of view, I think this is pathetic. Um, uh, good day, men. All right. Thank you so much. It's part of bye the bye. reason why Joe Biden's popularity is decreasing by leaps and bounds. He's down now to 43 percent. You know, such a precipitous drop uh, in such a short period of time. If it were Donald Trump, they'd be saying, well, the American people are finally wising up. Do we think that American people are finally wising up to the fact that Joe Biden <laughs> is less than satisfactory as a leader? Well, I think it's probably... <laughs> What, what do you say? Death by a thousand? Death by a thousand, thousand cuts. cuts. I think 
almost everything Joe Biden has touched hasn't gone well. I mean, inflation is up, gas prices are up, Afghanistan fell apart, southern border is, is leaking, uh, COVID is climbing, vaccination is dividing, abortion laws are going into effect, you know, without the U.S. being able to stop it. So, well, someone has said he's been on the wrong side of every political argument for 47 years. Well, he's been on the wrong side of many lately, and that's what's hurting him now is our current conversation. All right, we would invite you to weigh in on this. We now have President Biden uh, as part of this in the Afghanistan debacle, and whether or not is Joe Biden doing the best he can. If you think Joe Biden's doing the best he can in Afghanistan or did the best he could, let us know. 1-800-795-9565. You agree with Jen Psaki that this idea that the U.S. will have some leverage because the Taliban wants to be part of a modern world. On the and, other hand, that will common be, sense, give us a call, too. We disagree with everything Mark just said. With that. Uh, right, 1-800-795-9565. Talked about the Texas abortion law early in the show. We could uh, have your uh, view on that. 1-800-795-9565. President Biden was wildly popular last year, wildly unpopular this year. What will he be next year? You give us your view on Confused. that. Confused. <laughs> one, <laughs> one year older. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Talked about President Biden and his ability to... Or lack thereof. Be, well, his ability to be sent <laughs> to Afghanistan as a negotiating chip with the Taliban. So um, I don't know why they would want President Biden. Uh, well, you know, Donald Trump went to uh, North Korea, South Korea, actually stepped across the border into North Korea right, confront to meet enemies. with Kim Jong-un, who is not exactly a friend of ours. If President Biden was going to so show leadership, I think he should go to the Taliban. He should go to <laughs> Afghanistan, sit down and talk to those people. Well. Maybe they'll keep him. Mm. <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? All Hostage right. situation, but nobody wants to get no, him back. <laughs> no, he'd be a visitor. He'd be able to come and go as he so chooses. I think our, our Charlie uh, sent us an email, and he's got an interesting point. He said, Joe Biden absolutely did the best he could do in Afghanistan. It was far from good enough, but it was the best he could do. Aha, <laughs> uh -huh, okay. So the uh, backward compliment. Well, you know, <clears throat> I, I know President Trump would have done better. Everybody says that, so we'll, we'll take that, uh, you know, as gospel. But uh, you just never know. President Trump has was widely criticized for the things, many of the things he did do. Well, we have a call coming in, but, um, you know, I agree with you up to a certain extent that President Trump was widely criticized, mm -hmm. and he deserved some of that criticism. You know, we haven't had a really popular president 
like Ronald Reagan. I mean, Ronald Reagan was more popular when he went out of office than he was when he came in. Well, who is the most popular president lately? Probably Bill Clinton early in his uh, term, although Republicans didn't like it. Um, I don't think we've had... We haven't well, had Barack any. Obama was w- w- very popular with okay. with his party. I don't think that he um, scored high with Republicans. Uh, the last president I can remember who scored well with both Republicans and Democrats was Ronald Reagan. Okay. All right, one eight hundred seven. Before that, Dwight Eisenhower. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We talked about the NFL helmets that will have a, a social justice statement on them, and Joe, of course, hates that idea. One of our good listeners says, "Any time people can be educated and informed is the appropriate time, even if it's mixing sports with social justice. Sports platforms are huge. It's the perfect place to reach a ton of people and share information. That's all about." Justice, Joe. It doesn't say, oh, brother. Whites are bad. It's about <laughs> justice, okay? I tuned in to watch a sports game and now I have to be indoctrinated. Doesn't that sound like oh, Chinese communist propaganda? You know, let's indoctrinate the masses. Let's, let's give them circuses, but we'll stick a message in there telling them what they should think and how they should feel. So imposing tough mandates, you push back against that. Unless it's a woman hoping to choose her own no, health care decisions. Think, no, I think there, there are times have. and places for this social justice stuff. I don't think it's in the middle of a football game. 1-800-795-9565. Fortunately, Joe is wrong as usual, so there's a certain amount yeah, of dependency. Yeah, so you say. Dependency. I bet if we opened it up and said, call in and tell us where you stand, I bet more people would agree with me than you. Around here, the, on which topic? On the sports and messages, social justice messages, or any kind of messages on your helmet. Uh, I, I don't think so. Other I, than a, More a people around teammate. here definitely uh, think that social justice is an important way to go about improving this country, and helmet messages are part of it. But prove me wrong. 1-800-795-9565. Email on the market, WKOK.com. Text us at 70236, keyword OTM. Why do we have subliminal messages on this program? In other words, while we're talking, someone in the background, you remember? subliminal messages. Mm-hmm. They were big years ago. <laughs> Social justice is important. Social justice is important. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's clear. I've been doing that for two years for you. It isn't working. Mark's so. nuts. Mark's nuts. I'm sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> I think people people have come to accept that. All right. Al, you're on the mark. Thank you for waiting a short time. Go right ahead. All good. Thank you. Um, well, the uh, State Department, I'm calling about the airplanes over in Afghanistan, the passenger planes. The State Department knew they were on there, and they would not approve the manifest. So they took approximately a 1,000 people, and a 100 of them approximately were American citizens. They took them off the plane, and they sent them back inside the terminal for the manifest and the paperwork to be handed over. The State Department handed the manifest over to the Taliban. And then the Taliban took the people in, and they're going over their paperwork. And now most of the people have left the airport, snuck out of the airport, and they're in uh, what we call safe spaces. Uh, So that's what happened to those people there. And is this another Glenn Beck supposition, or is this from some reliable source? It was on Newsmax, and I don't see why you got to keep putting down Glenn Beck. I, mean, uh, I put down Glenn Beck because I don't think the man's rational. Everyone thinks he's okay, you know, and a lot of a lot of more famous people than you, Joe, think he's okay. So. <laughs> well, I'm sure, but that doesn't make them right and me wrong. <laughs> I think they could prove you wrong. Um, 
and then Roe versus Wade, that was a ruling. That wasn't made by lawmakers. So right from the very beginning, it's unconstitutional to take another life in this country or impede somebody's life. That's in the Constitution, and, and like I said, it was never passed by the lawmakers. Roe versus Wade is a ruling. Well, if you take it literally, if you say that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is something that's guaranteed to every American, then I think that you'd have a hard time arguing that an unborn child doesn't deserve that, too. If right. it is to life. Because women cannot have liberty. We must keep women down. And we have to keep the black man down, too. You got it all going on today, Joe. <laughs> What, Al? I don't think anybody has the right to say if another person lives or dies, uh, even if it is, you know, is their own child, and um, it's just not right. That's, you know, and it, like I said, it, it wasn't made by our lawmakers. It was a, it was a ruling. But you can so, go into court. If, if a child, let's say a, a, a child's parents don't believe in medical treatment, there is a mechanism to go into court and get the court to take that child as a ward so that the child can receive appropriate medical care despite the parents' objections. You know, so should we have something similar to that in abortion situations where you have the right to go in and intervene? Oh, wait a second, that's what the Texas law is. Well, like I said, it's they're making a law. That was their lawmakers, and and the other one was a ruling. And if you want to make a law in your state that you can abort your babies, like you said earlier, that's the way to go. It's like 50 little countries all right here in the United States. So you got your pick. But like in Haiti, as you said uh, about Satanism, well, Haiti's government is formed under Satan. That's their, like, in, we, in God we trust, they're an insane, in Satan we trust. So Satan so, is the presiding authority in Hades, right? No, no Haiti. Not, Haiti. Oh, Hades. Hades. The country of Haiti. Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that place, too. It's even named after, Joe. It's funny he got confused there. It's, it's, <laughs> they say it's hot as Haiti in there. In Salem is a good place for uh, the Satanist Satanists, right? That's, That's got a history. From of um, irrational men dunking women in the town square, Aper. That's That's a good place for it. And you know, right there, they want to sacrifice babies to Bala. And we only did about 61 million, in my view, so far since 1973. Well, the Satanic Temple has put on its website that they stand ready to assist any member that shares its deeply held religious convictions regarding the right to reproductive freedom. So the sat Satan apparently has some very serious uh, he has concerns standing. about abortion. He's in favor of it. He would feel right at home in that church, wouldn't he? Who? The governor from uh, I mean, Virginia. He'd feel right at home with that, Mr. Blackface. Governor Northam? Yeah, he'd feel right at home. You can, you can take the baby, and the baby can be born, and we'll calmly lay it on a table and decide if that baby's going to live or die. So, you know. But we're was, still... He'd fit in pretty good in that Satanism church in my book. But I, I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm just telling you <laughs> what I see in my opinion after that word. So I'm not judging. I'm just giving you an opinion. But we still, um, yeah, but, you know, what would Glenn Beck say? <laughs> there, there's a bracelet I'd like to see. 
If you really look it up, Joe, you can see that the Nazarene Fund is now up to like $34 million. They They just don't take them out of the country and and disperse them somewhere. They take them out and they most of those are settled in communities in Georgia and different places where they have a 90% uh, self-sustaining rate after about six months. So they work with these people and uh, they find them real homes. They find them real ways to fit, assimilate into our country. Who, who or are any these other people? You've, they, you've lost me. I thought we were talking about one thing, but you seem to be talking about something else. Places where the babies could go, I think. The ba- well, no, he's talking about people like they're adults. They work with no, these well, people. Yeah, you said about the... Uh, I'm sorry. I got confused myself. You got me confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We well, got you, Al. Now Thank that you. we're all confused, we're all on the same page. We got that's you, Al. Thank you, sir. That's all. Thank you. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, we're talking the Texas abortion law. The NFL helmets relate to social justice messages and President Biden's presidency. You have more to say about President Biden's yeah, his, another clipping, right? No, this is a very interesting story. It's about, we have to take the break. So the first, oh, well, then why did you ask me? The first sentence, please. Well, uh, it talks about why President Biden will be unlikely to recover his popularity. Oh, let's talk about that when we come back. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, the uh, text machine's not working. Oh, They oh, sent us a text, a and it's not there. I sent us a text, test well, text, and it's not there. So apologies if you sent us a text and we haven't read it. Um, let's see what the message. I got. No, but just just didn't go. It says okay. So we got a dilemma with that. Sorry about that, folks. Not a dilemma. It could be worse. It could be a pickle. But it's, it is. It was a pickle, but it's become a dilemma. What's All wrong right. with that? Well, I'm I'm having trouble discern, discerning your hierarchy of disasters. Oh, pickles, dilemmas. Disasters. The top. Uh, the the very lowest is a pickle. Oh, then lowest a dilemma. Is a and then I thought the lowest would be an issue. No. Then holy smokes <laughs> is next, and then finally a disaster. All and then right. at the top is a catastrophe. Uh, Buzz, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hi, guys. I I just had a question nobody seems to be able to answer for me about the Texas abortion law. If you have a neighbor that calls the police and said that my neighbor so-and-so has had an abortion, and the police come to your house and she says, well, no, I didn't, what do they do? That's an excellent point because I think it sets up extortion. I mean, really, this Texas law, they say that these provisions allowing people to sue or to to collect what ten thousand yeah. dollars? They say that's yeah. what makes it hard to challenge the law. But come on, I, I mean, I I don't favor abortion, but this is a stretch. I mean, it turns people into Nazi informers, if you well, will. Well, if the if the if the accused person has to defend themselves, who pays for that? Well, there's no provision well, they, for the the yeah, accused. Yeah, the family has to defend themselves, but the police have nothing to do with it. You you don't even go call the police. You just go to oh. common police court, and you file okay. a suit saying my neighbor had an abortion, and uh, okay. she has to defend herself. She has to hire. Well, she would presumably have to hire a lawyer or get a public defender, but I guess that's still a lawyer and uh, defend herself. So yeah, the, and there's no method in the law to reimburse yeah. the innocent victims' uh, legal expenses. Do you see a problem with that? Sure. (laughs) I do. It's highly illegal. (laughs) Unconstitutional. It it incentivizes people to try and find find some fault with their neighbors and... 
It's not unlike what they did. I hate to say this, hate to draw the parallel, but it's not unlike what they did in Nazi Germany. They rewarded people for turning others in. Yeah, call the exactly the next statement out of my mouth. Stasi police, the Stasi, right? The SD German police, Gestapo, Gestapo, the SD. All right, just wondered if if anybody has an answer to that. I'd like to hear it. Thank you. Well, I I support their goal, but I don't support the law that they've chosen to enact to achieve it. Upper right hand corner too. All right. Um, Well, no, I prefer to the lower left. Listening to Mark with his bleeding heart responses to all liberal talking points is laughable. Calling the NFL players the have-nots is a perfect example. Tell me what I, as a conservative white male, have that the multimillionaire athlete does not. That's one of the problems we have with these pampered individuals who play sports for a living, parading around with social justice slogans on their uniforms. We watch sports to be entertained, not to be fed liberal political statements that are meant to divide us. <laughs> Signed, Doug. Right. Well, Amen, Doug. Well, yeah, Doug, well said, honestly. I, I think you represent a sliver of the U.S. that remains uninformed on this. This does not have so calling anything. Doug ignorant? Uh, on this topic, absolutely. Well, he he puts it right in there. He puts it right out there. He says that he is. If he, if you he think does. right, if you think the social justice movement in the U.S. is a black is about NFL players, you're missing the boat. It's about blacks. It's about race. It's about minorities. It's about being oppressed. It's about uh, social injustice or well, systematic it's, racism it's or healthcare. Much smaller than that. It's about watching a football game and not being indoctrinated. Well, yeah, you have that right. You 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 have one. Don't want to be disheveled. Do you go down the street with a social justice line on the back of your shirt so that everybody can know where you stand? No, people know where I stand if they talk to me. I, I put it right out front, and I think that's what it is, Doug. But seriously, Doug, I, I, it is not. It doesn't really have anything to do with the NFL players being millionaires. Uh, they, many of them, most of them, them have, have families who are well. Talking about the racial category that is black. Many of the players are black. You probably, since you say you're the colorblind, majority are. I would right. suspect. Well, you say you're colorblind, so you. Wouldn't know that, but they don't all come from multi-million-dollar backgrounds, and they are familiar with the issues that face the black community. Doug, I would bone up on this. You seem like a smart guy, just a little bit uninformed. So <laughs> send us another note. So anyone who disagrees with Mark is uninformed. Thank you. Well, he is on this topic, wouldn't you say? I mean, if no, somebody... I would not say. I think he's got the point exactly right. It's okay. not about whether or not there is a place for social justice in this country. Obviously, there is a place to advocate for social okay. justice. This is a much smaller argument than you're making. I'm just saying it doesn't belong in a football field in somebody's helmet right. where we're trying to watch a game. Right. we got a call coming in, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Can you do the upper right-hand yes, corner? Yes, uh, Tom says, and I think he was talking about uh, the ab- Texas abortion law, since this is such a good idea, let's do the same with guns. I don't know how you would do that with guns. Well, you make guns illegal, and then instead of having the police... Uh, come and get them. You sue your neighbor if they have a gun. So I could file suit against you for having a gun. For having a gun. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if we go through with my cockamamie mandatory carry, it's going to be obvious that everybody has a gun. All right. And then um, Mike, Mike Bauer says, the Taliban has already found trade partners for their abundance of valuable rare earth metals, and China and Iran will be the participants. 
1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We would just love to hear from you today. 1-800-795-9565. You can send us an email at onthemarketwkok.com. And I don't think the text machine is working. I sent us a test message. It didn't work, so we're assuming that's busted. Well, we do so. have this. Uh, one of our one of our listeners, uh, Dennis, sent us an, an article from a Prague newspaper. And it says it's extraordinary accurate analysis from a foreign country. God help the USA. Some people have the vocabulary to sum up things in a way that you can quickly understand them. This quote came from the Czech Republic. Someone over there has it figured out. It was translated into English from an article in a Prague newspaper. And it says this, and I'm quoting here. The danger to America is not Joe Biden, but a citizenry capable of entrusting a man like him with the presidency. It will be far easier to limit and undo the the follies of a Biden presidency than to restore the necessary common sense and good judgment to a depraved electorate willing to have such a man for their president. The problem is much deeper and far more serious than Mr. Biden, who is a mere symptom of what ails America. Blaming the prince of the fools should not blind anyone to the vast confederacy of fools that made him their prince. The Republicans survive a Biden who is, after all, merely a fool. It is less likely to survive a multitude of fools such as those who made him their president. Well put, don't you think? Hmm. Yeah, you should cross it out and put in Trump every place it says Biden. <laughs> well, that's the way you feel. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's face it, I think Joe Biden started out with a great deal of people had expectations and hope for him. I mean, I, I hoped that he would do an outstanding job. But he's let the crisis on the border get away from him. He's let the virus get away from him. He's let Afghanistan get away from him. You know, at some point, he needs to start being responsible for his actions. And I always love it when he says, the buck stops here, but 95 cents of it belongs to somebody else. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. This is a new one. Go right ahead. All right. Uh, people against abortion are pro-birth, not pro-life. Once the first breath is taken, you need food, housing, health care, and so on. They cost money. No argument there. Right. <laughs> it says Joe. Okay. 1-800-795-9565. We'll take our last break. Speedy dialers, check in now. Uh, talking about the Texas abortion law, the social messages that are on the helmets of some of the NFL players, if they so choose. Plus, in the end zone, uh, stop. Uh, no, end racism. And it takes all of this, all of which irritates whites. So give us a buzz if you don't like that messaging. 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
Penn State streaming on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app, sponsored by MidPen Engineering. So we thank them for stepping up and paying for the stream. There's a very interesting article uh, written by, let me get the guy's name here. It was written by Tom Del Beccaro, and it's why Joe Biden will be unlikely to recover his popularity. He makes some interesting points. Uh, he gives six reasons why. One is our divided era makes it very difficult to be popular. Today, there is little common ground among Democrats and Republicans. Our divide has been growing for decades, along with the size of government. One measure of that divide is party loyalty during elections. And I didn't realize this. In 2020, party, vote, party voter registration was roughly 28 and 29 percent. Ninety-five percent of Democrats voted for Biden, and 94 percent of Republicans voted for Trump. The nature of the division with so little crossover voting makes it hard for any modern president to maintain popularity beyond his own party, let alone significantly above 50 percent. That's not a bad point, you think? Yeah, that would be tough. And uh, are there more Republicans or Democrats in the U.S.? There are more Democrats than right. Republicans. Right, so, um, so... Then he talks about Biden's... Know, doesn't bode well for the coming years, though. Number, his number five is Biden's weak initial support. While many have questioned the 2020 results, what can't be questioned is that much of Joe Biden's support was because he wasn't Donald Trump. Good point. <laughs> yeah, excellent point. Number four, Kamala Harris is well, a Well, our next president is going to be voted in because they are not Joe, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Kamala Harris is a drag on Biden. Vice President Harris's approval numbers are historically poor. In a Rasmussen poll, 48% of those polled said she was not at all qualified to be president. So that hurts him. Uh, number four. Three was many uh, policy problems will continue to drag Biden down. Biden's approval rating bubble burst with the disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal. That will continue while other problems continue to eat away at his popularity. Well, I think his bubble was leaking before then. If you consider inflation and gas prices, people attribute those to the president who's in. Right. That's true. And economic issues always affect how people feel about their president. It's the economy, stupid, if you remember Bill Clinton's... Historic. James Carville said that. Yes, but it was Bill Clinton's war campaign slogan, if you will. Number two, and this one I think is very telling, Biden's party is moving farther left. Even though the problems are mounting, Biden's D.C. Democrats are not moderating their behavior and continue to move left. They want more spending and bigger government. While that may please some in their base, what troubles independence, and it's not a recipe for bridging the partisan divide. In other words, it won't help Biden's popularity in this divided era. And number one reason why Biden is not likely to regain or retain his popularity, Biden isn't a leader. Presidents can rise above policy problems and scandals. Both President Reagan and President Clinton faced scandals and economic problems. Both of them endured low polling numbers. Both were reelected, and both would would uh, up wind up popular at the end of their terms. The reason was so that they were both dynamic politicians in their own way. They were both personally liked, if not loved. They were charismatic and inspired many voters. Joe Biden, because of his age and evident physical and mental problems, is not capable of inspiring voters anymore. It is quite a sad statement, but true. Well, and I think we're, we, we got us another placeholder president like Trump was, like Biden will be, just a placeholder till we can get a real I president think, I don't think there. Trump would have People been a placeholder if he hadn't, if he'd had a different behavior pattern, if he had acted more like an 
I hate to say this, if he'd acted more presidential, the way we traditionally expect a president to act. If Trump had done that, I think he'd still be our president. Oh, well, I, the only th the, you know, I, I think that's a, a way to look at it. The only thing that, in my view, that hurt President Trump was the, uh, uh, the pandemic, this idea that, you know, you can deny your way out of it. We're going to open up by Easter. If he, if he just had told the truth, the, the unvarnished truth, and said something that President Biden says all the time, and it doesn't seem to hurt him significantly, is I don't know yet. You know, I just think that uh, that's what hurt the president, this idea of denying it and refusing to wear a mask and then getting exceptional health care when the rest of us dogs don't get that kind of care. I think the things associated with the pandemic is was it. I think if you have a lion cheating, stealing, rotten, no good for nothing, rotten president, but the economy's boom, booming, I think people will be okay. But the pandemic killed the the economy, and I think and President Trump but denied President Trump it. But President Trump didn't kill the economy. The individual governors who shut down the country. Right, but I, I think people attributed that to they wanted good economic leadership during the pandemic from the president, not just you know, pointing fingers and saying how bad the governors were. And he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't deny it. He wouldn't wear a mask. He wouldn't talk about the fact that, uh, you know, that he was having super spreader parties. Uh, he was joking about bleach when, you know, we were already up to 300,000 people dead in the U.S. So that's what hurt him. He was a man of action, you know, and I think your writer is spot on saying that uh, President Biden's not a, not, what is, what's the word he uses? Not assertive enough. Not a leader. Well, I, th I think Biden's a leader, but he's not that the same kind of leader that we may want. You know, well, his, President his Biden point is a leader. Joe Biden, because of his age and evident physical and mental problems, right. is not that capable of inspiring voters anymore. Well, I, I, I said all along the past six years that part of President Trump's appeal is he's a man of action. People want an assertive person in the White House. They, but they may want him be to be wrong. right. They want him to be right. Too. Well, that's they don't not looking at him to be <laughs> wrong and assertive. Right. And I don't even think they want him to be right all the time. They just want him to be right on a lot of things. And President Trump was right on a few things, but he was just so caustic. And then denying the uh, the pandemic was the last straw. Well, someone once said about President Trump, and it's been said of others before, that he was never, never always, he was not always right, but he was never unsure. I mean, he right. actually had his firm opinions. And he. I think part of his problem, too, was that he, he talked about things without thinking. He engaged his mouth without <laughs> engaging his brain. Well, I think President Biden will spring back. But he back. wasn't a politician. You know, this is the uh, we're nearing the low point in President Biden's popularity and it will ebb back as the economy claws back, as chips become available. See, I agree with our writer. I don't think it will. I think that... You the, think he's down for good? I, he may he may eventually get to 48 or 49 percent again, but something's going to come up. I mean, people are looking now at Afghanistan, but when they start to realize that the border situation still is unchecked and there are tens of thousands of people streaming across our border who may wish us well, who may wish us ill. You know, we, we don't know what they what they want. President Biden needs a home run, whether it's this bipartisan infrastructure bill or something else, you know, one of his climate initiatives. He needs something to say, hey, I got a list of accomplishments too. Well, either that or he needs to take action to reverse some of the things he's been doing and admit that he made a mistake. <laughs> to be continued, folks. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the mistake. We'll talk about this tomorrow. This is WKOK Sunbury.